Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. My name is David Whitehead. Thank you for tuning in to Way of the Truth Warrior. Today it is Wednesday, June the 9th, 2021. And we are currently live on Rockfin, Twitch, DLive, and the Foxhole. Shout out to everybody who is just jumping on right now. Uh, today I am very excited and honored to bring on today's guest. His name is Drago. Uh, his story is absolutely incredible. I've been uh, talking about him over the past few shows uh, to try to build up this interview because I think the information that he's going to share with us is crucial to understand in our current uh, time in which we live. No matter where you live in the world, uh, we need to start getting educated on history, psychology, politics, understanding the dynamics of collectivism, um, and trying to analyze where we're, we could be headed should we not stop this freight train of totalitarianism that is haunting all of us at this time. Uh, if you haven't heard of Drago, he did an amazing, I think it was over three hours interview on Jocko podcast with Jocko Wilnick, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. He goes into great detail about his background, his story. He was raised in Poland under communism. Uh, the level of things that this man has seen, has experienced, can't even be described. Um, today, we're going to do a little bit of an overview of his story and how he came to America and eventually became a Navy SEAL. Now he's an entrepreneur. He's creating platforms. He's, he's a busy man. But the message that he has, I think, is very, very important. We've even got some slides for you. He's got some rare photos from, uh, from Poland and, and other places to highlight the evils of socialism and communism um, that we all need to get, uh, get up to speed with. So I'm very honored to have him here. So without further ado, let me welcome him. Drago, welcome to Truth Warrior, my friend. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you're a busy man, but I've been looking forward to this interview for a while, and I'm very happy to have you. Thank you. It is great to be here, and it is an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, the honor is mine. Uh, one thing that struck me about your story was that you also grew up in the martial arts, which is something very close to my heart. I grew up doing martial arts myself and loving the philosophy and, you know, Bruce Lee, you know, my, my, one of my faves. And uh, you grew up doing martial arts in Poland, if I, don't, if I understand that. And then you've continued and that led into your career in the military. Um, but let's just do a little sketch about your background. Um, we could go on forever because you have so many incredible stories to tell. But <laughs> yeah, let's start in Poland and then, you know, what you experienced, a few of those things, and then what led you to America. And then uh, we can get into some of these amazing slides you prepared for us. Uh, you mentioned martial arts, martial arts. So let me just maybe start from there. Um, sure. uh, I started from regular boxing. In Poland, we were very poor. So there was like not that I could afford to do some. Uh, great sports and, and and boxing is great sport but uh, there was something that I, 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 I didn't have to pay a lot because I was good so I started with boxing then I moved to Karate Kyokushinkai this is where I actually spent uh, a lot of time before I switched to Taekwondo and then we, we started just fighting fighting on the streets <laughs> and and, 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 uh, and in competitions uh, I was born in a very small city. I mean, not a very small city. I grew up in a very small city. I was born in Lodz. Uh, my parents, my father was a communist. So he got a position uh, in a little town in Poland called Zielona Góra, beautiful town. 
so my mom, uh, I, I was, I think I was one year old at the time. Uh, they moved to Zielonagura. My father was a teacher. My mom was a teacher. And my, fa my father was actually transitioning from being a teacher, professor, to uh, being the political operative, being the Communist Party member. And uh, so the beginnings were very difficult because my parents always, uh, they were fighting all the time. Uh, and, and mostly about the religion. My father was petrified that if we get caught going to church or at the in the church, he can lose his job. And I was I mentioned on the, another podcast, I still vividly remember that uh, my father standing in front of the door in our apartment and say, you are not living anywhere. You are not going to church because I'm going to lose my job and position with a socialist wow. communist party. So uh, my grandmother was there too. So they passed me, but it wasn't the first floor. So they passed me to the window. <laughs> we went to church. Uh, <laughs> but uh, those fights were uh, constant. Uh, and uh, eventually the marriage fell apart. Uh, by this time, I had a little brother and little sister. There was three of us. So my mother was left on her own with uh, three kids and uh, to fend off in the socialism and slavery. Uh, communist socialist system yeah and wow that's incredible as you're talking there i can't help but think about what's going on right now in canada um and it, right now i don't know if you've heard the news we've had four pastors arrested for preaching in front of small uh small fellowship uh their churches have been locked down there's a church in edmonton that was actually locked down obviously due to the whole pandemic stuff, quote unquote, uh, was locked down and uh, they brought 200 police officers to cordon off. They built a fence all the 200 feet around. They built it all the way around the, the perimeter of the church to block anybody from going into the church. And we're talking about a church that, you know, brings in probably 100, 150 people. But up the road, of course, you know, Costco, Walmart, all that kind of stuff is totally good to go. Um, and they're just, it's amazing how right now we're starting to see the government using a crisis to justify ending free speech, censoring, uh, doctors and scientists or journalists that are speaking outside of the parody narrative, uh, closing down small businesses, but allowing the big stores to be open, um, just making arbitrary rules that don't make any sense. And a lot of people get stuck in the debate about the pandemic and the virus and this and that. But I'm a student of history. And what I start to see here is very, very shocking and troubling. And I've spoken to friends of mine and that, that have come from places like Romania, uh, Russia, China even, who are really, really concerned because just like yourself, they experienced these kinds of things in other forms in their countries and came to Canada with the goal of living free. They want to be free. And uh, now they're like, I think I'm going to go back to my country because Canada and the US are being turned into these totalitarian states. Um, does that, what do you, have you heard about this going on right now? Is it happening in the US? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? It is. Uh, I would like to say, welcome to socialism. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, this is something new for uh, citizens in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, yeah. 
but it is not new to me. I've seen, I, I, I see what is going on. I see what is happening. And uh, please remember that for socialism to sustain itself, uh, they, they, they need to replace religion and moral values with the government, believe in the government. Government is everything in omnipotent. It is easier to manipulate people that way. And this is what is happening. If you see the assault on religion, and not only in Canada, but uh, as well in the United States, in my country, right. um, you can see the our moral values are being uh, denigrated. Uh, uh, so, yes, I see it. It is very dangerous, and um, we need to fight it. We need to resist it. I think, uh, like in the United States, in my country, I think it is time to sabotage Socialist Democratic Party and their socialist uh, uh, communist uh, ideology. Because if we don't, we end up like uh, Poland, Romania, Czechoslovakia, East Germany in the past. And we are on the way there. We are not really that far. I mean, if you see uh, the censorship right now, yeah, it, it, it is incredible. You can't post anything on the, on those major uh, social media platforms without being censored. That's what happened to me. That's why I abandoned Facebook. I think that little uh, Zuckerfucker, whatever his name is, he should be in prison. He should be sitting in Gitmo with his like-minded brothers already with his like-minded brothers already locked up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting bad. I mean, I got banned. Facebook was the first one to kick me. I've had a channel on there since like 2007. Then it was YouTube and then it was Instagram. And so just so you know, we're on platforms right now where you can speak freely. You're not going to get censored. You can say what you want. And I prefer it that way. Um, I've lost some of my following, but I found like I've, I've met better people. So we have good quality people here. Trust me. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a blueprint, there's a recipe. And I think what happens is people don't look at the historical events properly. So they'll look back and they'll go, everybody's taught about what would happen in Germany under Hitler. Very few are taught about the crimes of what goes on in these more collectivistic, socialistic systems. And especially the youth today, they're very undereducated about this and they're misinformed about it. And when you have social media working in cahoots with the mainstream media and you see the central control of that, and, you know, you see all the planks of communism already in the States, you know, a central bank, uh, let's erode the family unit, let's get rid of religion and community and these different things and install government as the new religion. Um, it's right there in front of our faces. But is it true that these things usually creep in under the guise of some kind of a threat? Because that's how they grasp people, isn't it? They, they try to say, look, it's either a threat or they go with the whole everybody's needs to be equal. We're, we're all unequal. So therefore we need to have, you know, everybody's a black belt, you know, you don't have to earn it. They're not different rank. Everybody shows up as a black belt on first day and we're going to give everybody equally. They'll either get you with you know, that argument or they'll use fear to try to bring in these systems. Is that, is that sound about right? Or what do you think about the process of how they do this? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the fear and control are necessary for socialism to sustain itself so it's not like, hey, you know, you're going to vote for us and we're going to win because you guys vote for us. It just doesn't happen. People don't vote for slavery and mayhem. Right. So um, the best example is, I think, elections here in the United States, in my country, in the United States, where, um, you know, suddenly two o'clock in the morning, can't stop. 
And yeah. then million boats suddenly showed up in the middle of the night uh, uh, with Biden votes. And the guy who accomplished nothing within 50 years, five, almost five decades in Washington, the only thing he accomplished was he, he was successful fleecing America and stealing yeah. with his family. So that's... that's uh, and do you really think that somebody would vote for this guy? I mean, look at his uh, 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 rallies. It's like 10 people showed up in the cars. They were sitting in the cars. Oh, and uh, and most of them were his staffers. Do you really think that people vote for that guy? Well, they're saying, of course, that he would have to have literally the world record for votes in order to have beaten <laughs> Trump. Uh, 81 million votes is what they tell us. Yet when he goes and does a live stream, he doesn't get more than 5,000 people tuning in. Uh, and then they got to censor the comments. And then you see the tick, you see the, uh, the amounts change, the amount of views change. Uh, this is the kind of, they, they've been comparing. Yeah. They've been comparing this election to third world countries. I mean, even Trump was saying that, but it's not just coming from Trump. It's, it's, it's obvious that this is how they rig elections. They've done it in Cuba, Venezuela. I had a, a, a young man come on here, David Genny, breaking down how that was done in his country in Venezuela um, and other places as well, where they manufacture the vote so that they can get their guy in. And it's all done under the banner of, oh, we're here to bring harmony, peace, justice, equality, right. all that. But these people are obviously, they don't actually do that. They just say it. And then if they can get the media to support it and they can get social like Facebook and Twitter, Twitter, I mean, deplatforming the president of the United States and, and canceling people for saying that this thing came from a lab in Wuhan, yet now that's back in vogue again. Um, it's, it's getting just so absolutely insane. Is there a precedent for this? Did you see this kind of stuff going on in your country in the past? And, and are you seeing those same sides happening in America today? Yes, absolutely. And, uh the, the the voting system is what happened uh, in the United States. What happened, I think, in other countries is something new to our citizens. They they didn't experience socialist elections, but I've seen it before. This is why, uh, you know, I, I I'm not buying it that in middle, that in the middle of the night, few million votes suddenly show up for Biden. Uh, no, uh, I'm I've seen it in Poland. I've seen similar thing in East Germany, in Czechoslovakia. So for me, there's no surprise. Surprises that people buy, some people buy into it. Or even more surprising for me is that people are like, oh, well, what can I do? You know, it's, uh, uh, we all need to get along and uh, I'm sure they are not so bad. And, and, and that, that's what surprised me that people say, well, you know, we, we just we just survived Biden, and uh, <laughs> we may not. At least we may not uh, as a free country. And you can see right now. I mean, that, that, that again, I've come, I'm coming back to censorship because this is why I abandoned Facebook and, and, and the Zuck and Fokker's uh, platform because it was atrocious. They they censor military charities. They uh, the the the, uh, the post that one of the military charities, Navy Seals Fund was trying to do is about t-shirt saying that freedom is not free. So we got answer that this is divisive. We can't, we can't wow. have that the freedom is not free is divisive. That's that's what these perverts, perverts in Facebook, this is how they operate. But this is again for me this is nothing new. I've seen it before 
um, I, I'll live through it. Um, I would just thought maybe people will be here a little bit smarter and uh, recognize that too. But you know, now I'm thinking, how can they? That it never happened to them before. It's never happened to them before, and I can agree with you. And, and I live in Canada, where we've never we've never really had to fight for our freedom in order to establish a country. In fact, many of the colonies here were kind of forced into being a part of the country of Canada. Um, and then it's been very, you know, the media here is just atrocious, and the education system is putting out these ideals. I think there was some polls that a lot of the top professors in the universities across my country are openly admitting that they go along with Marxist ideology and they're pro, they're pro socialist ideology and you see it everywhere. And now the policies of our, of, we call them Justin Castro Trudeau. Um, it, it's really, it's, it's exactly what we've seen happen in so many of these other States. And yet many Canadians are just going along with it because they don't know any different. And that's why people such as ourselves need to get this information out there and tell people, look, especially from you, I've just researched it, but you're a person that lived it. Is there anything that you can say to somebody that is still not understanding the dangers of these socialistic programs? What would you tell them to help bring them up to speed about the truth about it? Well, the first thing, the narrative often is that we always had socialism. We have a military, we have the police, uh, we have a water service uh, in our cities. That's socialism. Well, if you think that, so, that, that, that just having a military and police force is a socialism, you are an idiot. That's what I tell people. This is the socialism is not about the uh, uh, just having some f services for our citizens. It's about the control of the society because they do have to. They do need that control to sustain themselves. People, after they realize what happened, what these people represent, they don't want them. And, and, and but you can't get rid of them once you vote them in or let them let them in. Uh, you have to shoot your way out of that socialism. Pretty much. And there was is, that? You know, oh, there ahead. is actually very good uh, explanation on what is happening to America and in, in, in Canada. Uh, if people ever listen to Yuri Bezmenov, uh, mm. he's a, I'm sure you know who it is. Uh, he's yeah. a former KGB uh, operative who uh, the fact that escaped to the West. And uh, in his lecture, he's talking about subversion and how. They used to subvert different countries, and it starts small. But once this process gets beyond certain stage, it's a runaway process. You can't stop it without bloodshed. And uh, what the way what he described in 19 uh, uh, then during his lectures, it is uh, uh, when you listen to his lectures, you, you might think that well, you know what he's just seeing what is happening and he just talk, com commenting on it. But when we realized that he died in 1993, uh, those lectures were, uh, 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 he, he, he lectured in 1980s. And now these wow. things are, are happening. It's pretty scary. It, it is very, very disturbing. Because you he, know, he's, he's like a prophet or something, but he, it wasn't that, that he prophet. experienced it. He knew it. He was even a part of planning it. He broke down yeah, the four I mean, stages, right? It yes. was interesting. He, yeah. he, he was the one, one of those people who implement subversion. So he's teaching about subversion, what it is, how it works, and why at certain point it cannot be stopped. 
So the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore, but the process is run away, was hijacked by the globalists. And I really do not believe so much that this is about just the socialism in America or in Canada. Uh, it is more. The socialism is being used as a vehicle to hijack our resources, resources of our country, and then control them and distribute at will. I mean, look what happened to, uh, to, to Europe and the European Union. Uh, they, they are beating up on Poland and Hungary right now because Poland want to keep their independence and they don't like socialism. So everything that is patriotic in Poland, they call it uh, right-wing conspiracies or nasty right-wingers. And people say, hey, you know, I just I love Poland and I, uh, I, I want Poland to be, to be great. And Poland is great right now. The Poland is, uh, once they throw the yoke of socialism off their back, they flourish now. I mean, I went to visit there with friends uh, not too long time ago, I mean, a few years ago. And it's beautiful, you know, it's nice. It's not my oh, country, yeah. though. I'm, I'm American. I'm, uh, but, but, but looking at, at how they were able to succeed after socialism and communism was discarded, uh, is is kind of uh, gives gives us a hope here too that it can be accomplished here. Get those socialists, lock them up, or uh, chase them out, vote them out. You cannot vote them out because they cheat and they they, they steal elections, as you can see. It, so that's I mean that's amazing what you just said there and the, the experience that you had growing up in the communist uh, the communist situation in Poland and then coming to the United States because you probably idealized the ideals you were seeking freedom. Could you talk a little bit about that and then what led you to become a patriotic American and actually serve and become a, like a Navy SEAL? I mean, that's that's an incredible story that you have. Well, um, I'm, I'm sure some, uh, a lot of people know that I spent time in the communist prison. In Poland, we call it Gulag. That was not the Gulags, uh, that per se. Gulag is the abbreviation for the Soviet uh, prison system. but. Uh, but in Poland, we call it Gulag because it's just like they keep political prisoners there. So after spending time in communist prison, uh, in political prison, uh, as a political prisoner, um, I had different things happen to me. And eventually I decided I need to go and, and, and get out of here because eventually I will end up some, like some of people that I know that disappeared and they were never, they, they were suicided. <laughs> mm, right sounds, suicided sounds like clinton's doesn't it <laughs> uh clinton's yes <laughs> uh, so uh, uh clinton's come to mind i would say but um yeah there was so, so um and i always when i was growing up i was looking to america as this beacon of freedom where you people are so free they can do whatever they like to do that nobody is uh, uh telling them to what party they need to belong or what views they need to have. Um, they're just free to listen uh, to, 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 to news, to inf get information, whatever they suit, whatever suits them. And it was something so almost like science fiction. And I say, I want that. I want to be part of it. Uh, so after, uh, after the present time, I, I asked for uh, asylum, political asylum in the United States. I did uh, receive it. I came in, and the um, rest of this history. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a free man. I don't know how long it will be free here, but 
I am free man, and uh, we are still free. There's uh, nothing. We didn't lose everything yet. We still can speak as they, I am the best example. I can speak here and I can speak freely without looking over my shoulder, uh, unlike in Poland at that time. Uh, in Poland is free now. So there's, uh, I remember, matter of fact, after Jacko's podcast, I had people calling me that, Drago, you should say that Poland is no longer socialist and communist. <laughs> so I just make the statement right now that Poland is no longer socialist. They flourish. They are doing great once they rid of socialism and communism. So, so yeah, I came in here. But I would like to come back here to times in Poland. What, what I remember when John Paul II came to Poland, was allowed finally to, to come to Poland. The news, the press, they were just like Facebook today. They were showing only a few people there. And it's like, oh, yeah, the John Paul is here. But it's like uh, a few people just gathered to listen to him. Decades later, after the socialism failed, now you can see the millions of the, the, the crowds in the hundreds of thousands of people listening to him, following a pope in Poland uh, during his visit. That was never shown on socialist TV. It was censored, but people didn't know it. People just, and, and people just were passing that information uh, quietly, uh, you know, under the, under the table. That, yeah, no, there's not few people there. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And you could see the videos uh, uh, today. And if you Google it up, hundreds of thousands of people. But this is how socialism works. They need to remove religion, moral values uh, uh, from, from, uh, from the equation so they can control you. If you, if you, have, if you are a moral person, you are a dangerous person to socialists. And one thing I would like to say about the socialism is National socialism is also socialism. Right. Uh, yeah. You might want to ask Germans how, how, how that worked out for them, how that socialism worked out for them. There's, it, there's an interesting book. I don't know if you know who Professor Anthony Sutton is. He wrote extensively. He was a big-time academic. He was part of the Hoover Institute, um, and this was back in the 70s and 80s. He wrote some books on organizations like the Skull and Bones, the CFR, the Roundtable Groups, and he did books on, um, he called, it was Hitler and the Rise, or no, Wall Street and the Rise of Hitler, and then he spoke about how there was a connection where there were essentially these private banks that were operating out of uh, England and America that were funding three so three different socialist experiments simultaneously. One was they were financing Hitler. Two, they were financing uh, the rise of the uh, Bolshevik, the revolution, the whole Stalinist regime. And three, they were financing FDR. So they were looking at three different versions of socialism to find out which one was the best because they eventually wanted to amalgamate that into a super form of socialism, which is now being proposed by these worldwide organizations like the UN, the WF, uh, Klaus Schwab, et cetera, where, you know, you'll own nothing and be happy. Apparently, um, that's that socialist doctrine, right? There's no ownership. There's no self-ownership. There's no, um, respect for any connection that you have to God or the divine it's government is God. You are controlled by the will of the mob, which we control. And, um, in the end it's, it's, it's chains of gold because a lot of people, they buy into the idea of, what they sell you, but it's never what it never turns out being 
what they sell you. It's always something underhanded. So he has a brilliant take on that, that basically those were experiments by these elites to find out what was the best human man human resources management program that they could most effectively rule the masses so that we could be fleeced and they could use us as resources and then claim ownership over the resources of this planet as well. It's pretty dark, but um, it all kind of makes sense when you put it all together. I don't know what you think about that. Oh, absolutely. This is what I mentioned earlier. This is happening. The socialism uh, uh, in Canada, in the United States, is, is just a vehicle for them to gain right. control. They learn from Stalin. They, 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 they almost accomplish, or they try to accomplish, where Stalin failed, to unite everybody under the socialist communist agenda. And as we know, you know, whether this is Joseph Stalin's socialism, communism, or Adolf Hitler's socialism, or Pelosi socialism, they all have a few things in common. It's violence, right. intimidation in the first place, immorality, because if you are moral, you are dangerous. So, uh, so yeah, I, I see it. And, and again, it is not about just the socialism in, in Canada or in, uh, in, in, in my country, in the United States. It is about the, the control, the worldwide control of the res our resources. So uh, yeah, I would I, agree. With I, that. I think this is absolutely right. And, well, uh, this is why we got to tell people about it so they can spot it. Because if we haven't been trained yeah. to see how this predatory force works and we don't know how to spot it, then this is why we've gotten into this mess. So this is why this is amazing to be able to talk with someone like you who's lived it. Um, what, are there any uh, before or we got these slides because I think that would be helpful to show people. But before we get into that, are there any experiences that you can share from life in under communism in Poland that were that really strike out and really would help illustrate um, some of these points for people so they can understand it better. Uh, we can talk about socialism all day long, and everybody has his own view, or kind of. But I tell you what I experienced uh, in, in in socialism. I was hungry. I was cold, and my mom had to work very hard and stand in line, the bread line you will show when those view uh, some of those uh, slides, uh, from three o'clock in the morning sometimes to buy loaf of bread. You could, you could not buy four or five loaves of bread at the time. The people in line would kill you for that. <laughs> oh, really? uh, so, wow. so you just bought the, if you, and you, if you were unlucky, like it happened sometimes uh, to my mom, if she did not go and uh, she made to the end of the line and the, they sold out all the bread. I was going hungry to school. Um, I, I found the solution to it. I just, uh, um, I realized that uh, I never thought of myself as being poor. I was just thinking to myself that maybe I had less than some people. So my classmates, some of them were uh, party apparatchiks, children, uh, sons. So they always had like nice uh, a meal at school. They br they bring it with them nice sandwiches, and I was like, you know what? I don't have it, but I, I uh, I'm hungry. But that guy, he can afford hundreds of those sandwiches. I just take his sandwich. I walk out, walk up to the guy, and say that sandwich is mine now. Oh no! <laughs> After a short, offhand explanation, why um, I got the sandwich. So. Wow. I, I kind of learned that this is really not so bad. Uh, just go tell them, bring them two sandwiches next time. If you bring just one, you won't eat. I will eat that sandwich. 
So I kind of had a good meal at school usually, most of the time. And then I, le I learned too that some of, I started looking around, I see some of my classmates, they, are, they were really poor. I mean, I remember one of them, they had only bed and table. They did not even have a chairs in his apartment. And, and, and he was always hungry. So I say, well, you know what? Now you bring three sandwiches and you, your father is in the Communist Party. You bring three sandwiches too. So, so basically, uh, I, I helped to distribute. That was a kind of like socialism. Uh, but I you had no other choice. There's no other way, right? Yeah, there was no other way because these kids were hungry. So I, uh, I helped to distribute some of that wealthy communist food to, uh, to my classmates. <laughs> wow! <Robin Hood. laughs> you no kidding, eh? Well, let's show some some of these images because I think this will really help. I'll bring them up here, and you just guide me through it. Let me see if I can uh, zoom in on this one a little bit for people okay. so they can see so, it better. Uh, this is a line, and I think it is for the toilet paper because uh, you can see there's a uh, it says paper, there's a newspapers, and. Uh, uh, but the same lines, similar lines, but much larger, usually uh, were for food. And mm. for food, you people stay in line usually early in the morning, around 3 o'clock, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. And when I got older, sometimes I was trying to help my mom. And it is, I tell you, this is very eerie, almost like out-of-this-earth experience because it's quiet, usually in the wintertime, snowing. Nobody says anything, and the lines is maybe like half a mile long. Wow. So and this was for toilet paper. There. You said it kind of reminds me of the toilet paper uh, situation everybody ran into in 2020 with the whole uh, lockdowns. Yeah. The, everybody was worried about toilet paper, and they were hoarding toilet paper. It's very reminiscent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess in the crisis, the first thing goes is the toilet paper. <laughs> That's right. So. This one here, is this more for the, oh, this is the march, I think he said. This is the yeah. protest? Yes, this is the typical for socialism. Every so often in Poland, it was I think every six or seven years, people eventually got so hungry and, and so desperate, they just went on the street, they got shot, killed, oh, wow. beat up, and, and went back to work again. So this is 1970, actually. This is, you can see the demonstrators. They carry one of the... Uh, Killed demonstrators shot by the uh, uh, by the Polish military and Polish police. Oh my God! So that's that's and, and that happened every. It happened nineteen. I believe it was nineteen fifty, uh, nineteen fifty four one, on fifty six, nineteen sixty eight, nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy six. Those are the uprising where where, where uh, 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 the, the socialists start killing people just to suppress them. And in 1980s, too, 1981, martial law. And that's shocking because um, we're seeing examples around the world. Um, of course, I speak to many very awake police officers and military people as well, but there's there are those that kind of get off on the power trip, I think, and they're recruited into this program. And we see all this footage from all over the world of uh, people, you know, even old ladies and people in wheelchairs um, literally being assaulted. There was a case, there's cases in Canada where some 15-year-old kids that were just playing some hockey on the ice during the winter, um, they literally got grabbed by the cops, thrown to the ground, 
Um, and it was just, it was vicious to see. And, and everybody here in Canada was trying to make sense of it. And yet, you know, we're just, what you're explaining is just how bad that uh, these types of government forces can get when they're out of control and when they're blinded by these ideologies, right? Yes, what we need to realize is that, I mean, I hear people saying, well, our military, our National Guard is just boys like us. They, they come from our families, so they're not gonna shoot. Mm. Trust me, they will, uh, some of them will. Uh, in Poland, Poland was very poor at the time, and. And those people who were shooting to demonstrators, they were conscripts taken from the families that were protesting. So there were people shooting their fathers and their and, and their mothers, their brothers. Oh my God! Wow. To and, I mean, they didn't know who were in the crowd, yeah. but they they did. And this is done by terror, by demoralizing the society. And this is what is happening right now in my America, this is what's happening, I think, in your America, too. So there, will, there is a lot of, you know, let's don't throw everything, everybody into the same uh, basket because I have a lot of respect for our police and I believe that some of the police officers would not participate in these atrocities in our military. Some of them would refuse, but there will be more, a lot, that, that they will make up for the, for the other ones. Trust me, the, if orders come to shoot, uh, they will shoot. Right, right. Wow. It's <laughs> shocking lessons from history that we definitely need to know. And what but, is this here? Oh, this is the, uh, those are the Russian cards. Those are the 1970s, oh, okay. 1980s. So for me, I was allowed to eat 200 grams of meat. Uh, so I, have, I could buy at one time 200 grams of meat. I could not buy more than that. So my mom usually was going to the store to buy, let's say, sausage. And they cut, they weigh the sausage, how much the card allow. They cut the coupon out, and then here you go. But this is if you are lucky. <laughs> because if you stay in the line, and, and, and there are some people actually went uh, f from month to month, and they were not able to buy some of these articles. They were not there. So they were basically, the, that, that, that card was worthless too at times but those are the russian cards that we you can see that right right here it says the name your first name your last name your, your city where you are and the number of the card and it tells you how many grams of what you can eat so you have wow. a butter you can eat so much uh like uh, there is so much uh, meat uh so much flour some of the meat they tell you that that, that there's meat that needs to be with the bone. If there is no bone, you can't you can you can buy on that coupon here. <laughs> it is crazy. So, it was so, 1970s, 80s after second decades after Second World War. And that's how socialism ruined uh, countries in Poland. No different than Venezuela and Cuba today. So much more recent than people imagine. They often put these oh, yeah. chapters of history back in history, but no, it's it's pretty recent. And here we are. Now you got uh, Biden, um, our leader Trudeau, Castro Trudeau, we call him, um, and many other leaders talking about eliminating meat. And you got uh, Bill Gates coming out with the Beyond Burger and buying up, uh, I think it's Amazon, uh, Bill Gates, and some of these other companies are buying up all the land. Um, and it's like you said, they, the, the, there was some steps that happened that ended up 
being the biggest transfer of wealth in history because they got rid of all the farmers, all the small business operators. They promoted the big box stores and the big companies, and then they consolidated those because the economy took a massive hit from what happened. And then now here we are with all their new money. They're out there buying up all the land and resources, and they're openly talking about, oh, we're going to start getting rid of uh, meat and we're going to start doing programs to incentivize people to become vegans. And um, now uh, we're going to have a food shortage. Uh, so we may have to start talking about rationing. Uh, it's amazing to just see history unfolding right before our eyes. Yes, and it is very dangerous. This is about, the, about control. So mm. to get people to the point that they accept these atrocities, the socialism, uh, they need to demoralize society. And they, look, this is what is happening now. Uh, a, a man is a, is a woman, woman is a man. Uh, mm. you, you just call yourself whatever you want to call. They have now this new 72 virgins, uh, uh, genders. <laughs> I mean, I, I, here in Ohio, they, in some of the schools, the school where my kid used to go, they, they, they teach 72 genders. Virgin genders, yes. <laughs> so, so think about it. Seventy-two genders. Now you call a, a man a man, and, and happens the guy has a wig and lipstick on his mouth. He gets offended, and you can lose your job because you call man a man. And That's how amazing. perverted is that? Well, in Canada, they're actually controlling speech, not to the point where they're saying. Oh, you know, don't be racist. Don't say things that are going to cause any kind of violence. They're actually commanding speech by putting legislation in place saying, you must say this when addressing the, you know, like, and it's a slippery slope because it's one thing to try to say, Hey, you know, here's the law, uh, of you can't yell fire in a crowded room and all this kind of stuff. But then it's another to command speech and tell people what they can say. And then when you have the social media companies chiming in and actually enforcing those policies globally, um, it's it's a recipe for disaster. And it's it's everything that you're saying that you've actually lived through. It demoralized, demoralized the society. That's right. what they do. They need to do it because they wouldn't sustain themselves in power. They if have they to do that. Yeah. And as you can see everywhere, whether this is Poland, Venezuela, Cuba, Czechoslovakia, East Germany, those can, some, like East Germany doesn't exist anymore, Czechoslovakia, but everywhere the force were always used by socialists and demoralization, whether that was the vodka or, or, or today drugs. So, yeah, that's this is very dangerous. It is very... And there also has been attack on masculinity, of course, because it's usually the men that would rise up to to fight this. And you know, now we need both men and women on the battlefield for sure. But I'm just saying that it's interesting that the idea of the principles of masculinity are being eroded in the culture, in the schools, they're being discouraged. Um, and we've lost that. And you just go, well, that would work out well for a dictatorship that's trying to rise because they don't want resistance to their tyranny. Right. So they, they need to get rid of the principles of the West, which are heroism, individuality. You have individual rights and freedoms. You stand strong for what you believe in. Um, we value both men and women, but we see that there's role, there's there's functions and there's strengths on, on all sides that need to be embraced. 
um, and they want to take mothers out of the homes and have the children raised by the state. Um, they want uh, all of your information to come from the media. They don't want any kind of alternative research outside of the box. Is this sounding familiar? <laughs> Very familiar. I mean, they, they, they need to do that. They need to, again, demoralize the society because it is much easier to control them. And um, yeah. if you have no values, then, you know, today they tell you, I mean, think what happened in socialist Germany under Hitler. Uh, one day there was just uh, Jews, uh, 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 the nation that they decided is bad, I mean, to exterminate. And they did. They almost did. Then they, 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 they decided people with infirmities, people who are uh, handicapped people, are not good. So we need to rid of them. And the socialists in, under Hitler did that too. So they need people with no morals. If you have no morals, they tell you what to do and what to believe in. And if something changes, they just change the narrative and tell you, forget what you believe, what we told you to believe before, start believing in something else. And the fear. I mean, they, they, they need fear in society. And look what happened in the United States uh, before the elections. The Democrats unleash, I call it, Dillavanger brigades. Right, yeah. The Dillavanger brigades, that's the, the, that was the, uh, the SS unit uh, made of criminals who were so brutal that they were, that even SS command complained about their brutality. Can you imagine that? Wow. So, yeah. uh, so, so this is what I call, those are the Democratic Party, Dillavanger's brigades. They were unleashed on our streets. They burn our streets. They, they, they attack people opposing socialism. I mean, can you imagine that people were afraid to wear the hat with the president they, they, they cherished or that they supported? Because they could be beat up and children got beat up by socialists on, on, on the streets, on our streets here. It's unbelievable. Or and the hat, all the hat says is make America great again. Like, yeah. and yet that's now become, they're, they're, calling, they're identifying it with Nazism and they're calling, I think it's projection, Drago. I think they're projecting their racism and their fascism and their, their, so their ideology onto, onto their enemy and basically saying, you are what we are and you're doing what we're actually doing. And it's a way to kind of control the mind of the public. So people don't know which way is up. It's like they create confusion and destabilization, as you said, which is one of the planks that Yuri Bezmenov brought up. I think he said it was, uh, the four stages were demoralization, destabilization, crisis, normalization was the final stage. And I feel like we're moving into the normalization phase of all of these types of things. Right. Right. I mean, uh, Bezminov, Yuri Bezminov knows what he's talking about because he participated in that subversion. He's the one who actually who was creating this uh, 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 that subversion in different countries, and I believe in the United States as well, in the West. So yeah, yeah, wow, it's it's unbelievable. Well, this is is so I've got this one here. This is this just another ration card. Yes, so I could have, um, it tells you how much sugar I could eat uh, uh, per month, how much uh, uh, flour I can buy, how much, uh, what else is right there? Uh, yeah, and there's some other uh, things that I don't even remember what it is. My mom would, could tell you what it is. But, uh, but again, they ration out every little thing. They can micromanage your life. And, yes. 
it, it'll not just stop with ration cards. It'll start, it'll be with books, with ideas, with, um, you know, everything about you becomes controlled by the state. It's basically what George Orwell and Aldous Huxley and all these people were writing about, about the ministry of truth stood against truth. And the, the ministry of justice was not about justice. It's always the opposite of what they're saying that it is. Yeah, Absolutely. Dangerous, and uh, I am concerned. I, I'm, um, I, yeah. Here is a typical store in Poland under the socialism. So what that, the sign says that the government cares about people. <laughs> That's what it says. Exactly. <laughs> While they're all starving, I guess. While wow. they are starving, yes, I can see the store, and and this is usually when they when they bring something to the store. Uh, you have anything on the shelves up there? You have a line maybe for like what quarter mile long, and a part of that line will never get to the to to never even enter the store before everything is sold out. So yeah, there were very hard times, but this is the typical to to, to socialism. Um, I'm talking about the socialism. That what Scandinavian people very often are saying. Well, what about the Norway or Sweden? Uh, well, they are not socialist countries. <laughs> Again, if you think that socialism is about just services provided by the city, you are an idiot. That's that's not what the socialism is. Mm. But uh, people very often, this is how they are being indoctrinated. Well, the socialism is not bad. It's just with, with the socialism, we just provide the city service, we provide the military and police force. Well, that's that's just that's, that's just stupid. Well, and then, I mean, if you think about those Scandinavian countries, uh, you know, just check out the tax rates over there and, you know, think about that, that it's, it's the degree of socialism is, is the degree they need enough capitalism in there in order to yeah. fund themselves because they can't fund themselves, which is always yes. interesting, right? But socialism is also creeping up on, on them too, uh, uh, the, especially the control, control of the society. People don't like to think about it, but in, uh, from Sweden... Uh, uh, there were refugees from Sweden escaping to Poland because uh, 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 the government decided family is not well, not, is not wealthy enough to have children, so they took their children away and placed them in the Islamic two, uh, one family from Morocco, I think, and one family from another Islamic country. So they took their children away because they said, "Well, you not, you don't make enough money to have children. We take it away from you. They are poor." And uh, so that par these parents actually grabbed the children and escaped to Poland. But the same thing happened in, uh, I believe, in uh, Holland uh, and, and, or in Denmark. Um, I need to look up the news, but that's, that's, pe people don't say anything about it here. Most people don't know about it, and press is quiet about it. But this is how socialism works. They don't like you. They take your children. Or they attack your family. They attack your children. They, they attack your parents. Uh, they find some, point, some weak spot where they can attack you and, and and destroy you if you oppose them if you don't say anything if you just follow along with it they don't care about it they just yeah that's citizens that we need we need immoral citizens so they will not say anything uh, uh, about immorality uh, or what we are what we are doing to society wow yeah no it's... Uh, you know i live through it i've seen it and uh, it's very disturbing to see same things happening here Oh, I can imagine. Is this, oh, yeah, this looks like another. Yeah, I would like to bring one more thing too, because when sure. when I decide to leave the Zuckerfucker and his uh, uh, totalitarian Facebook, 
uh, I create our own social media, free media, uh, connecting. So uh, connecting.com. Connecting.com. Is it up connect, and running now? Connecting. Yeah, you, you can actually Google it up. You can see it. Um, oh. I can share the screen if I could. I don't know. You if can I actually. Yeah. On your side, if you, you'll see a little computer monitor, mo monitor, if you have the tab open, you can share the screen okay. and bring it up. Let me see right here. Um, here, I'll stop sharing this one. Okay, share the screen. And then I think you can select like share a tab or you'll see it there show up. Okay, window. Okay, I see it. Oh, wow. Look okay, this. so, th so th this is connecting. Um, and well done. People are posting here and uh, we have thousands of users. And it's politically incorrect uh, i mean it is politically correct because you can say whatever you want to say right uh, um so the news they are suppressed that that, that are suppressed suppressed on facebook twitter and this other uh, socialist platforms uh here you are free to uh, free to post whatever you like to post is it modeled kind of after the facebook concept of the similar posting style uh, yes. you can post like photos and videos and comments and oh it's like got the profile image and everything yes. friends oh wow look at that yes you have friends you have members you can uh, uh browse members oh and it's pretty it's quick it's very very responsive that's awesome how long yeah. have you been working on this drago uh we launched this in uh 2000 I think 2018 at the end of 2018, oh, and uh, it is it is growing. You know now, uh, it, it is. There are times that we get uh, we got maybe 2,000 people in one day, but then it's of course it slows down. Uh, but it is mature platform. We are for years already uh, working with it. So um, yeah, we have. That's uh, amazing because this is what we need. We need, and we, we're seeing this push. We see. You know, Mike Lindell's announcing his platform. Even Trump's been hitting it, having his. Um, we've got this amazing platform, Foxhole, that we're on right now. Um, you know, and, and these other platforms, Rockfin, et cetera. Everybody seems to be trying to do their version of it uh, because they've been deplatforming literally millions of people around the world off these social media sites. And so I think that was a big mistake on their part because now they've deplatformed a lot of entrepreneurs that know how to go and do this stuff themselves. And we can make something even better than what these guys have and allow people to be on there as free individuals to express their opinion. Absolutely. And also with newer technology. So mm, uh, right. also we need to remember how the Facebook started. From uh, it, it was just a bunch of bimbos grading girls. I mean, male bimbos like Zuckerpacher uh, grading girls' faces. Uh, right. The people like Soros and other financiers, they realize that this is a great tool to control society because the government, there's, there's, there are still certain uh, stops, that things that the government can't do. I don't know, if, if we make a private platform so powerful and so in demand, then we can control people there and they, they will be perfectly legal and that's what it is. What, uh, what this bastard Zuckerberg is doing is not illegal. But this is nasty. It is typical for the for the socialist state. 
yeah, they just dominate the market. So therefore they kind of dominate the market of ideas. And that's why we need alternatives so that people can go and have their voices heard. I mean, that was the whole, that's the idea behind the first amendment is you have the right to speech. And if you need, if you have the right to speech, that's also the right to think. And when you think you have to risk being offensive when you think it's just the way it goes. So the, the, the beautiful thing that I try to tell people is if something offends you or you don't like something on my show or on a platform or something that I've posted, don't watch it. That's the amazing freedom that you have. You don't need to ban me and attack me and troll me and try to deplatform me and haunt me. You just have to go somewhere else where you can be around the people that like the things you like and leave people like me alone. Right. And, and that's the beautiful thing about freedom. But when you're dealing with people that are, um, they need to control, they're like control freaks. They need to control the actions of other people. Um, and that's where this ideology comes from, right? Because people will eat them alive. People will hang them on the, from the latter posts if they, if they allow them. Because the, the, the socialism is, I mean, people don't like to be slaves. And that's what socialism is. Yeah. And they don't like misery. People don't like misery. And that's what socialism is. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's equality, all right. But it's equality and misery. <laughs> equality and misery, yes. <laughs> right? Uh, let me go back to some of these um, pictures here. Was there any uh, that you really wanted to cover? And please let me know about your time. I don't want to take too much of your time. We're an hour in. You let me know what you're good with, Drago. But I'm fine. Um, I'll just took a day yeah, off okay. today just to, uh, just to be, to be here. So. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So what can you tell us about this one here? And this, again, this for I think this one is uh, maybe earlier uh, um, Russian card because there's a little bit more meat. Uh, I think this one has like 100 grams more meat than the other one had, if I remember right. So, and this is also, uh, mostly for meat, how much gram you, you, you are allowed to eat for your family. And uh, and again, some of them is, is, is stipulated that it has to be meat with the bone in it. So it's, it's, it's 300 grams, but has to be a, a bone in it. So this is how oh ridiculous God. it is. But, that's that was the I didn't know any better, and people don't know any better living in socialism, and they think that, well, some people think this is great. Some people just sit quietly and say nothing. Uh, but um, yeah, well, they want to be taken care of, right? Like the state becomes, like you said, the state becomes God, or the state becomes the parent figure, right? Where people don't maybe want a, the responsibility that freedom gives you. Freedom comes with responsibility, right? Um, and so if you don't want to have that responsibility to take care of yourself, then having a government just kind of be there as, as this magical fairy dust that takes care of everything for you, uh, allegedly, because then it turns into what it always turns into. Um, it, they, people like that idea because then it relieves them of the, as what I think Thomas Jefferson referred to as the burden of freedom. Freedom comes with a burden of, of personal responsibility. And so this is why when they kind of demoralize the culture, to not want to have that personal responsibility factor built in and you get everybody driven into the ego and you get everybody driven into collectivism and groupthink, then the, the, they're ripe for this type of ideology to set in. And I think that's what the scam is, is they're trying to sell slowly but surely through fear, through all the stuff that's going on. They're trying to sell the American people and the people of the West and the people of the world now on these types of uh, collectivistic ideas. And again, this is about control. So right. if you control uh, resources, I'll say, well, you agree, you will not get the cell phone. 
I'll give that cell phone to somebody else. You remember Obama cell phones? Yeah. <laughs> so the so Obama phone. we give you the cell phones, but you don't deserve, so you don't get a cell phone. Uh, you don't get a new cell phone. So, so that's basically how it works. And you get more meat and you, you can't. For you, we create special stores that you can buy. Uh, you can double up on your Russian card. But for you, you are not really good. You talk bad about socialism. You don't get that. You just go and get just regular card and buy a little bit of food. So, so it's like a social credit score. It's, it's like what they've got going on in China and what they're slowly trying to implement here in the West. Social credit, basically, where there was an episode of Black Mirror that was done about this, where uh, it kind of shows how social media and this technology can work with this, where if, you know, even when you're getting on a bus or returning a library book, if you were a bad boy or a bad girl and you, didn't, you, know, you did something to piss off the state, um, or, or that person, they can downvote you just like on social media, they can downvote you. And if you have too many downvotes, then you don't have any credits in your bank account. And then if you don't have credits in your bank account, you're on the street. So they use the pressure of peer groups who are all mind controlled into the system to actually be a part of this enslavement program where you can be ruled by every Joe Schmo around you based on the fact that they can downvote you. If you didn't wear a mask or you didn't, you spoke out against something or you posted something that they didn't like, not only do they downvote the post, uh, now they downvote you as a human being and you don't get access to resources anymore. So basically nothing changed in socialism. The technology uh, changed. So before you had a, uh, you don't get the food, you don't get the cell phone. Uh, nowadays is yeah like you said and with China's and I think this is coming here too with Facebook and other yeah. social media the treasonous social media platform like Facebook so yes that, and it, it gives you great control and the, the the bad thing about it is that even Zuckerberg doesn't need to sit in front of the screen and censor it the AI is doing for him oh, yeah, they will exactly. argue even with you and they will find a way the ai uh, i'm a software engineer i work with uh, um, so ai will even will will counteract your posts and it will create the counter post that is that 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 system believes is the most uh, effective way to counteract uh, your, your posts so basically they are collecting what you're saying what you are posting and then the AI will just mass, uh, will create the counter posts and basically eliminate you. Yeah, that's why people out there, if you're getting into these fights and stuff with trolls on your channels, no, you no, might not actually trolls. be talking to a human being. Yeah, right. you might be talking to some kind of bot that's been programmed and they keep feeding this AI. It's, it's, quite, it's quite shocking. But this, this next image here, Drago, this one I think speaks volumes. I uh, really want to bring this up. Could you describe this here? That's 1981. Uh, that's Marshall. That's what happened in Poland on uh, December 13, 1981. They, uh, socialists were losing control. And this is going to happen here too. Actually, there happened something similar when President Trump won elections, but uh, maybe not to that extent yet. Um, mm. But the, so you have a military almost in every city. And uh, all the people who, who were on the list, who were known to the government, that caused problem. They were arrested, and uh, at that time, I remember uh, the government said they are not arrested; they are being interned. They are being just interned. for their own safety. We put them away so they are safe, and we all are safe. So, uh, so this is there's not prison time. 
and <laughs> you sit in but prison. But they weren't held safe, were they? They weren't very safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a narrative in here. Like that. Yeah. They always say this is benefiting you. That's for your benefit. We isolate these people, but also for their benefit. So they are safe. And uh, you know, not many people buy into it, but some people will. And uh, whatever country it is, they were always traitors, right? There's a, whether it's Japan, uh, Second World War, or this the United States, or, or Poland and the Soviet Union. Each country has traitors, and they, they, they <laughs> and they will support the system, whatever the system is in place, to get better, to better themselves. And uh, uh, so we need to account for it here. If we want to, if, when we want to counteract. Uh, uh, the, the, the socialist communist revolution happening in America. Uh, yeah, we, we 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 need to expose these people. We need to be uh, outspoken about it and not to give in to their propaganda. Oh yeah, no, I know it's quite no. it's quite alarming. It's quite alarming, and they're putting the precedent out there right now by they're starting with social media. You're disappearing off social media, and soon it'll become physical if this doesn't get stopped. You, you can see it in the writing on the wall. Isn't um, it happening that the string of suicides? Epstein, yep. Epstein didn't kill himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> we all know he didn't kill himself. We know right. that. Yeah, the, with the Clintons, that woman is like herpes. When you no, think I, she's finally gone, she shows up again. She shows up again. I know. Hopefully something's going on in the background. Hopefully, hopefully there's some good people fighting this. Yes, and there is one more thing in the equation too: is Islam. Mm. They, uh, they, this is something that you know people can believe whatever they want to believe in, and they, they can choose their own religion. But we we need to be very careful what we are bringing here too. Is is this is not about the religion, but this is the other part: the political Islam, the political part political right. arm of Islam that is dangerous. That's right, actually. Uh, we, one of the things is that the, the socialist communists, uh, uh, many of them, uh, uh, homosexuals, say, yeah, this is so great, you know. <laughs> I need to go to Islamic country to, 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 to cheer them up. and say, okay, good luck, you know. <laughs> you end up being thrown off the roof <laughs> as well. Isn't that interesting how the radical left in, in the West the feminist groups, everything, we're all in support of Islam. And you're sitting there going, well, or of this extreme version of it, right? right. And you go, well, how does that, how's that going to work? You, you come, you're either homosexual or you're a feminist or whatever, and you, you are inviting people in that have a belief system that completely contradicts your belief system. They want to kill you. They want to kill you. They, they look at you as lowest scum in the world. That's how they see you. How, how does that happen and we were trying to figure this out and I did it we did a series of shows on my other podcast Unslaved we brought on uh, Charles Moskowitz and my colleague Michael Tessarian and we were going through a, a word that they came up with called Islamo-communism and that's how they were defining this political branch um, of Islam that has these ideologies that has basically shaken hands with the communist international and are being used whether they know it or not, they're also being used in this uh, in this war to basically take out Western, Western civilization. civilization. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely, and uh, and the, the the I don't know. This is funny, but uh, people need to realize that eventually that thing will come to the, to end, and they they get into each other, the Islam and the communists. The, yeah. Each side thinks they can control the other side, but 
only one will eventually left standing. You remember that socialism, that, that Adolf Hitler supported Islam too, and, and Islamic, he had actually units from Islamic countries. So that's that's right. socialism is socialism, you know? <laughs> so, it just got different brands, and then when they and they're like gangs a lot of times in these in these situations, these political classes. They some days they're working together, other times they're fighting and tearing each other's throats out, right? right? But in the end, the goal is always the same. It's you know, it's power, as you said, central control over the means of production, and that includes also central control over your life as an individual. So they so they're elites, and at this point they're a pan-national elites. And then they are little crooks, thieves, and liars, like Romney in the United, in my country. That guy has no no honor whatsoever, and and he is there not to serve our country. He's there to load his pocket. He's not loyal to anything. He's only loyal. What what he he, he forgot that what he's supposed to be doing is service to our country to serve our country. He's not for him. This is a job, so he can go and make money, so he can bring the paycheck. And there is many of these politicians uh, uh, with similar uh, views. That's what we need to get rid of it. And that what what the best way to fight these uh, these crooks and thieves is to look behind the politician, not listen what he has to say, because many of them, not all of them, but many of them will say anything what you want to hear. Uh, Biden is the best example uh, of it. Well, exactly. now he's mentally uh, disabled, so I don't think he can say a lot, but but uh, he, he's the best example of it. You know, he will say, well, no, I'm not going to shut, shut down the pipeline. Then, <laughs> it's like, what, a couple of months later, we are shutting down the pipeline. So yeah. um, we need to look in the, into people's hearts, not... Uh, in the, on their mouth what they say and i think that will disqualify a lot of these funny uh uh, uh politicians i mean we have a people who and this is how perverted it has become uh we have people politicians who got caught lying about serving on the front lines oh yeah i was there i was in vietnam and i was there and then international now that was a lie Oh, I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. I will never do it again. Vote for me again. Why? And people do. So it's amazing. It's a, you're saying something so important here. I've been trying to tell people this. You'll know them by their fruits. You'll know them by their actions, not their words, right? Exactly. That's what we got to get past. And same with the media spin. Look at how many times they've been caught just this past 16 months lying to you. What about Fauci? How's it going with all of his emails coming out? Well, on the surface, he's apparently the number one scientist in the world. All of the scientists don't know what they're talking about, yeah, allegedly. So, so, so right? But now we're finding out there's a lot of backdoor handshaking going on. And it's the same with Gates and all these others where yeah. they say something and he's got those nice, cozy looking cardigan sweaters on while he's laughing about this, the fact that we need to reduce the population of the planet. There's too many people on it. Um, we need to start looking at their actions and who's funding them and where they're what's what what they're really doing, not what they're saying. Follow the money. Follow, Follow the, the money. money, exactly. And Fauci, yeah, I mean, don't get me even started on it. As Dr. Mengele of twenty first century, <laughs> right. very dangerous guy. And what was he doing in the Wuhan lab? I mean, that's mm. so they conquered the virus suddenly, very convenient time. It happens that escapes the laboratory, 
and Democrats are cheering it, and they are happy as they can be. You know, hey, yeah, now we, now we got the election. We got the election covered. And <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we are in a very bad situation. It's a right big now. scam. It's a big scam. And they often use this. If they can't use a natural crisis, they'll create a crisis they or inflame a crisis because crisis. crisis is the key. If they can get you afraid, and um, there's a quote I've been using a lot, Drago, from William Pitt, where he says, um, security and necessity are the arguments of tyrants and the creed of slaves. It's like my favorite quote of all time because it tells you everything you need to know. They'll always try to sell you on, you need us to come in and manage your life and how much meat and eggs and poultry you can have. We, you need us to come in and protect you from the boogeyman that we probably funded and created. We need you to, you need us to shut down your business to protect you from the virus. We need you to shut down your church. We need you to actually, you know, just do whatever we tell you to do and not think of your own judgment because we're here to protect you. They use crisis and necessity as the way in because they know that's what motivates people is fear of losing the things that they think are necessities. But in the end, isn't it ironic that absolutely. I mean, this is, it's uh, the opposite of that? Yep. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And, uh, Dangerous times, man. Dangerous times. Well, let's do a couple more of these slides because I want to get these photos are amazing. They, they, we haven't seen these before. Is this uh, back at the butcher shop here? Yeah, this is the butcher shop. So as you can see, there's nothing there. There's nothing there, and yeah. That, that was such a normal image. and It is ingrained in my head because when I was going to school, sometimes hungry, and passing these stores by this, by the in the morning, by that time, by eight o'clock, everything was sold out. There was nothing there. So you look at the store, and it's like, like as you can see here, nothing there. So, um, yeah, welcome to socialism. Quality, yeah, welcome to social. That's what the sign should say. Welcome to socialism. We got more lines. Yeah, and that's here. I think this is a line for food, but. Um, there is a you can see the one of the windows it says meat, uh, but another one says shoes. At that mm -hmm. point, at that time, it didn't really matter if it was a meat or pair of shoes. If you can get it, you just you grabbed it and you just it was hanging hanging onto the tight so somebody don't somebody else doesn't grab, pull it out from your hands, and, and get it. So yeah, that's uh, that's how socialism looks like, and people may think, well, that was decades ago in Poland, in East Germany, Czechoslovakia. Well, look today in Venezuela, one of the richest countries in South America. What happened there? People starving eating rats. Look at Cuba. Well, and again, this wasn't that long ago. That's what blows my mind. Like this is, I was born in 1982. And, uh, you know, it, it, this is not that long ago. And it happened in a Western country. And we're seeing, and it also happened in a lot of places, right, Drago? Like this wasn't just one example of, oh, it was just this. They like to try to make it look like, well, that wasn't real socialism. That wasn't real communism. We just need to make a few tweaks and then it'll work, right? But this has been tried in Korea, in China, in the Europe, multiple times, in Latin American countries, in Western countries. And it just keeps happening. The same exact thing keeps happening where when this thing comes in, it's a virus. It captures the host, drains it starves it and then people have no freedom and the government ends up pursuing a campaign of genocide and crimes against humanity yes and millions of graves uh, yes. And mass graves 
can attest to it. Uh, uh, oh, mass graves of opponents of socialism can attest to it. I mean, they are. The, 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 I think we're talking about more than 100 million people who were exterminated or died to, to, uh, because of socialism. I mean, look what happened in Ukraine. Six people, six million people starved to death. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad that we're, we have to keep repeating history over and over again. But, or at least but some also, demonstrations. Yeah, okay, so those are the protests. To okay. I think that was before the martial law or right after the martial law, but this, I think it's before the martial law. So you can see the solidarity trade union banners up there, the Polish flags, and yeah. uh, then you have this uh, a police and uh, special units from the police uh, to quell demonstrations. Wow. We're starting to it see was, these kinds was, of images. You know, every so many years, those protests... And those shootings, those killing people happened in Poland. But every time that happened, the new socialist crew came in and say, wait a minute, these people were bad. They didn't know how socialism is supposed to work. I will fix it. We will fix it. So here we go. The next five, six years until that bottom falls off. So next crew comes in and say, wait, wait a minute. These people didn't know what they were doing, but we know how socialism is supposed to work. We will fix <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> and it keeps going and going and going. And um, unless you, um, you, know, you, you, it needs to be stopped. Well, it's like you said, Drago, it's, it's something that actually is antithetical to morals. Like it doesn't have a moral base. It doesn't have a logical base. It doesn't have um, something that works in reality. I mean, the, the mathematical equation of the economy of how they run an economy just doesn't add up. Um, in, in every way, it's deficient. Yet the masses bite down on it because of the sales pitch. They've, if there's one credit I can give to these people is they have mastered the narrative. They have mastered their sales pitch, and uh, but they're selling people snake oil. And this is the thing we have to wake people up to to say what we're experiencing right now is not because of a pandemic virus, whatever. It's not because of uh, terrorism. It's not because of far left, far right. It's because um, they're using this as a cover to install these programs, but they want it now. This is where it's interesting. And let me come back so we can talk about this for a second. This is what blows my mind is that in the past, we could look at examples of Poland, Venezuela, Germany, uh, you know, Russia, et cetera, China under Mao, but, or Pol Pot, man, there's so many examples. Um, but now this is global. What's happening. The moves that are being made are being made globally. And what's insane to me is there's only, I can't even count on one hand to Drago, the amount of politicians out there that are trying to stop and expose this and are resisting it. I mean, we have, we got Texas that just opened up. We got Florida. We got a few states that are starting to open up um, and, and give people their freedoms back. But for the vast majority, it's as if someone came and paid off all these people globally or blackmailed them or deceived them or something, put a hex on them. And now they're marching in lockstep um, with this agenda to impose this around the entire world. It's insane. This is why they need, I call it uh, relative morality, socialist morality. Right. Re relative morality. Relativism. So yeah. if you don't have a morals, we give you the morals, but then you might, we might actually change it. So uh, you just need to leave your Bible on the side because, uh, you know, Bible doesn't change, but we might decide today 
we will attack uh, Jewish people. And it happened in New York, right? So mm -hmm. tomorrow, well, let's, let's just rid of handicapped people. Hitler did it. It worked for him. So now the socialism is repeating itself. And again, whether this is Adolf Hitler national socialism or the vampire, uh, vampire Pelosi socialism, Bernie Sanders socialism, or, or, or any other brand of socialism, they all have a few things in common, like violence, intimidation, poverty, and the most important, uh, political assassinations. And it's happened here mm. in America. Political assassinations, yeah. Political assassinations or whether they physically take you out or whether they assassinate your character and try right. to smear you like what they did to Trump and so many others and what they've done to countless uh, people, right. anybody that's spoken out. They're doing it now, Drago, even to, I've been covering a lot of the details with the pandemic I stuff. Yeah, they're doing it to people who are well-respected. These are professors, uh, doctors, epidemiologists, uh, scientists, journalists. They all have really good, they're, they're the top of the food chain, yet they're being called anti-science, science, science deniers, uh, conspiracy well, theorists, yeah, far-right yeah. Nazis. They just have names for these people. And the idiots out there that just sit in front of the TV all day to get their marching orders, they believe it and they chime in and they go, yeah, that guy, but I'll trust Fauci, even though he's been caught lying, I'll but trust him. Boy, yeah, It's amazing. But, you know, what do you expect? People yeah. don't know socialism here. It That's never it. happened to them. And I think there's in psychology, there is a term that if something didn't happen to you, you have a hard time kind of envision that that may happen to you. So yeah, right. that happened to the other guy, but it's not going to happen to me. And yes, it can. And actually this is happening right now. The, 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 the socialist perversion is creeping up on us here. Well, let's talk a little bit then about how you see the solution. I mean, we've kind of talked about, you've got this amazing platform and good for you, brother, for doing that. Hats off. You deserve a medal for just that because that's a <laughs> service to humanity. I just, just, you know what I love about it? That's that masculine principle that I think ha is in both men and women. But what it is, is it's this ability to look at a problem, take action and be proactive, even though you could sit back and go, oh, it's all hopeless. Zuckerberg's got control of everything. Google's taken. You're not thinking like that. You're like, nope, I'm going to create something better. And that mindset is what we need to return. The pioneering freedom-based mindset that was the founding of Western civilization is what needs to return. And I think you've embodied that brilliantly. But what other, what other, what other uh, suggestions do you have for how we I mean, deal with the this. most important, the most important thing is, yes, please cling to your to your religion, to your Bible, and your guns. Um, absolutely, that the 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 Western civilization was uh, here. America was born on Christian principles, so I believe so, and uh, and we cannot let them take it away from us. We need to. Uh, and we need to be outspoken. We need to seek a, a way to communicate. We cannot communicate on on Zuckerfucker Facebook or, or or other social media. They were taken over by socialists. They control it. They control the narrative. Find that find different one. Find free social media. Connecting is one of them. Nobody censors here anybody. You can communicate. You can talk about it. You can post things that Facebook would ban you forever. So um, one thing. But the even more important thing is monitor what your children are learning at school because that perversion yeah. is reaching kids right now we we, we teach 
eight years old, nine years old, how to masturbate, how to, uh, they, we, we teach nine years old about the 72 genders or whatever the genders, that the number I think is uh, fluctuating. It grows by the week, man. It grows, yeah, by, it the grows week. by the week. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and don't buy into this, you know, I'm the man, but I just feel like a woman. So I'll be woman today. Uh, you know, people like this, I'm not saying to, we need to feel, we need to be compassionate. Mm. You know, we don't look at somebody with schizophrenia and say, hmm, you're right, the way you see the world is perfectly fine. Let's everybody see the way you see it with schizophrenia, right? Yeah. We just say, we need to help this person. I'm not saying to ostracize somebody like that, but provide help. But what is happening here, we have somebody disturbed believing that suddenly he became a woman and, and everybody is cheering it up. Yeah, you are so brave, you know? Go beat up on, this children, on, on the woman in the ring because you are man, but we don't have to call you a woman. Since, we call, since you think you feel like a woman, you, you go in the ring. I think we had a best case in MMA when the dude yeah. claiming to be a woman, beating up on the women now. So, it's happening in all the sports now, track and field, basketball. Right. It's amazing to watch. I mean, it's Sad. perverted. It it's perverted. perverted. So, you, yeah, and with the children, and this is huge because uh, my wife and I decided right out of right out of the gate, um, let's get the kids out of school. I got two young girls, um, and let's homeschool them. And she, my wife has just—we've been doing our very best, and these kids are thriving. And uh, this is our solution. But other parents, there's been—I'm trying to remember the states: Ohio, Arizona, I think. There's been some rebellions where parents have gone in and literally taken over their the student council and the, and the student or the, uh, the school directorship. And they have put themselves in charge to get rid of things like critical race theory, um, the, the forcing of children to wear masks all day at school, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I think is child abuse. Um, the, just trying to get rid of these, le these socialist policies in the school. So that was a good thing to see that some parents actually rose up and took back control of uh, the, their school, uh, but we, this needs to be bigger. We need to make this bigger because otherwise we're going to lose our children to this ideology. Absolutely. And, you know, not every parent has the opportunity or is, is, can, can homeschool kids like right. I do. We do homeschool kids, um, right. my wife. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, homeschool kids or going to what, what happened, what you just mentioned. Uh, but if if we just don't leave the kids on their own, if we monitor what's going on in the school, if something is perverted, we we need to counter, uh, we need to we need to act on it. We need to uh, explain to kids that this is not right, this is wrong, and teach the right from wrong. So uh, the, 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 what is evil now become you know like oh that's perfectly okay, but uh, we need to monitor what kids are learning at schools and. Uh, we need to counteract that narrative if it is dangerous or is perverted. Yeah, and it goes into way. the online world, the what they're watching on television and YouTube and all that. Uh, parents, basically, you got to be active in your child's life. That's the key, I think. And it's it's sad because now with the economy, both parents usually have to work and then they put the kids in daycare or with nannies or whatever. And I understand it's a tough time, but we got to do something to uh, to help the children understand their value um, understand the principles of freedom and uh, to be able to spot this and, and recognize it when they see it and to be able to think for themselves, you know? Yes. And 
this is something that I think should be on the front lines, the parents, because this uh, the, I think this is the only thing that can save us. You can see this this uh, young young kids today indoctrinated into socialism, coming out. Yeah, socialism is great. You know, communism is great. What's why not to try it here again? Well, it was already tried many times and it failed every time. So yeah, schools, education, it was hijacked in America by communists and socialists, by Marxist ideology. So uh, we have these uh, cooks now coming out of colleges promoting socialism and communism, like like that never like not, never nothing happened again. Um, I, I mean. They, they are hijacking our history. The same thing would happen in, uh, in, in socialist Poland or in socialist Germany under Adolf Hitler. Um, I remember uh, there's a segment of Polish history was totally erased. I grew up in socialist Poland never knowing about uh, a contribution of Polish forces in the West. That was, that was totally uh, suppressed. And, and, uh, the, uh, and then I, I learned lot about Polish history later on when I left uh, socialist Poland at the, t- the Poland was a socialist, socialist at the time. And look what is happening here. Our uh, The monuments are being destroyed. The yeah. history is being rewritten the way so it is convenient. Um, and you saw that happening in Poland, yeah? Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen this, uh, uh, the, the, exactly the same thing happened in Poland what is happening here right now. The, 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 the history is being uh, I would say uh, not they're written, but flip inside out. Hmm. Uh, basically, <laughs> uh, is uh, the to suit the socialism socialist narrative, Marxist narrative. Um, they, they they suppress some of the history facts. They make some of the history. They they, they try to uh, uh, make evil out of the some of our history facts and promote some facts that are really not the facts. It's kind of like that quote from Orwell where he said, you know, he who controls the past controls the present. He who controls the present controls the future. If they can, if they can rewrite history through the education system and the media to indoctrinate people so they don't know the true history, then they have a control over the foundation of their mind and, and where their beliefs are going to be formed. And then that's how you take control of people in the present so that you can guide the ship of state towards the future you want, not the destiny that it was already uh, set to achieve prior, right? So it's infiltration. A, a good term that um, my friend David Genny from Venezuela said was asymmetric warfare. That's the tools that they use. It's not two militaries confronting each other and, and the strongest wins. It's infiltration. It's manipulation. Um, that's how it's done, right? Absolutely. I mean, and look at their methods too. We never had fact checkers until the truth start, started coming out. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's a good statement. <laughs> well, Drago, uh, oh, one question I had about your social media company. How do you, are you on some kind of blockchain? How do you secure it so that you don't get that whole platform shut down? Uh, we own our servers. We own our okay. data center. So we are not depending on happened to the other social medias they were shut down and uh, because this, the 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 the, the uh, silicon valley most of the people there many people there uh, were able to control it and they controlled the amazon 
uh, Google. I mean, there's all socialist Marxist platforms, and and uh, they didn't like what they seen with Parler, especially before the election. They shut it down. They can't do it to us because we own our own. We don't depend on Amazon or Google. Oh, good man. Yeah, that's what we have to do. Get off the, get out of the matrix. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So we yeah. have our own server, our own lines, and uh, our own software. Very good, very good. Well, Drago, it, it, we can totally uh, wrap this up here. I, I just was there any other points that you think would be essential for people to understand about your experience, what you know, or anything that you think we missed here today? I think um, there is more. We can, we can talk more about it on uh, on connecting because nobody's going to censor me there or, uh, or, or nobody's going to get censored there. So right. I would like to invite people to join connecting and uh, and uh, start the conversations there. I say conversation, not cancellations. That's how it should be. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go check it out and I'll leave the links for everybody so they can check it out. Um, Drago, I just want to thank you and, and thank you for your service. Thank you for these interviews that you've done. I think it's just adds so much value. Uh, it definitely helps someone like me get these points across because you have so much experience in it. I also love that you're a warrior. You're a martial artist. Um, I, I come from that line of, uh, I, I didn't serve in the military, but I grew up doing martial arts and reading the philosophy. And I think that's something we need to bring back um, into, the, into the lexicon is this idea of we have to grow a spine and start standing up for the truth. And we need to answer that warrior's call, each and every one of us in our own way. So it's been a true pleasure to have you. I hope it's not the last conversation. Stay in touch with me, man. And oh, I'm there. I'm going to help you promote this platform as best I can. Thank you so much. It was honored to be here. And I appreciate that your platform and allowing me to speak up about the atrocities of socialism and communism. People don't know about it a lot, especially here in the Western Hemisphere. They, they didn't that because they never experienced it. So thank you so much. And um uh, uh, appreciate Thank you. Oh, the honor is mine, brother. Very good. Well, I'll let you go. And I just want to say a huge shout out to everybody in the chats. Um, thank you so much. I sorry. I wasn't able to see all the chats. I was so just drawn into what Drago was talking about there, but I appreciate you all. Thanks for supporting this show. Do me a solid and share this out as far and as wide as you can get this message out there. Go check out Drago's platform. I'll put those links for you and we'll catch everybody next time here on truth warrior. All right. Cheers, everybody. Thank you.